Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello and welcome. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier and we are Tech Radio, Computer and Technology, where we cover everything. World news much today, all kinds of technology, social media and such. And uh, welcome and thank you for joining us. You can hear us on all the streaming services. Marsha, it has been one hell of a week in the world, i got to say. Well, technology has played such an important part in everything that's going on. I mean, if we didn't have the technology, I take a look at what's going on in the world and what we're talking about is Ukraine and Russia. Yep. Can you imagine in the 1930s if they would have had the information feed that we have now? Perhaps things might have been different. Because yeah, when difficult. you t- when you take a look at the maps and we see current information, this is just almost like a repetition of the Second World War, I mean, with the little arrows going through. I mean, Russia keeps encroaching right. and encroaching and going deeper and deeper, um, and they're increasing their targeting in the Ukraine. Uh, social media has spread the word, and the tech companies are actually doing something t- to help everything go you know russia has shut down uh meta's apps facebook instagram whatsapp Mm -hmm. and messenger so yeah they don't want it spread there and the minute you cut off information is when people don't know what's going on well that's a real problem i mean if you're you know if you were a russian citizen and you really want to know you know they shut down so much media in russia and filter so much media uh, that it makes it very, very difficult for, for the Russian citizens. I saw an interview last night about what was going on in the Ukraine and Russian citizens talking. Oh no, we're, we're you know we're not. You're uh, right. I invading. saw the same thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're not yeah, everything's invading fine. Ukraine. Yeah. Everything's great. And you know, and so the people unfortunately don't get it. And uh, I, I don't remember a time in history, at least in my lifetime. Uh, I was born after World War II, so I wasn't around then. So was I. (laughs) uh, Yeah, exactly. But I've never seen a time where there has been more disgust in the entire world against one country than ever before. Literally. I mean, even China, who's an ally of Russia at this point, is really, you don't hear many comments coming out of China right now. They were buddies with Russia, and they were getting closer and closer. You don't even hear that much out of China right now. So Yeah, it's universally. interesting that China is laying low right now. Yeah, they are. Uh, kind of yeah. interesting. Um, it, you know, I can't comment. We don't know what's in Putin's head. But, you know, uh, even Electronic Arts, the gaming company, is standing mm-hmm. with the people of the Ukraine. They're working with oh, their yeah. platform partners to remove their titles from their stores and stop the sale of new in-game content in the region. Yeah, eh, yeah, I, it's, yeah. Probably, I'm thinking the people in Russia and Belarus could use the games. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying. maybe so. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, Apple is no longer selling products in Russia. I mean, the, you know, these economic sanctions are big time. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen anything hit so hard. I mean, the, the stupid things like they're taking away the yachts of the super rich in Russia. They just took away a $112 million yacht that belonged to, uh, to you know, a Russian billionaire. And, the, you know, they're really trying to hit it. The problem is Putin, and nobody seems to know what to do about him. That's a real problem. Well, you know, when you hit on the oligarchs in Russia, and to be perfectly honest, I think in every country that the 
ultra rich, the ultra high billion, high worth billionaires, mm-hmm. they have the ears of the government. Oh yeah, and well, you would think. They, yeah, and they, I mean, look in our country. Yeah, Bezos, hey, he's shooting to the moon. Right. NASA, you know, and then you've got uh, Gates, all our rich guys, and poor Elon. I felt sorry for him when our president made his speech, got left out of the uh, discussion right. on EVs. What the hey? Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. I'm with Elon. Yes. <laughs> no. You know, no, he Elon's was a pioneer. Little... There's no question. Yeah. So we're looking at the conflict that's going on right now. And, uh, the Kremlin is demanding that their fact-checking and labeling posts and all that stuff has just got to stop. Uh, I mean, even in China, when I was there, there was a more complete flow of information in back channels. But right. I don't believe Russia has the back channels. They were never allowed to set them up. And no, in, it's, in it's China, really they have Hong Kong, which was a free area. So it's it's gotten out of control. But, yeah, you I know, mean, tech companies are doing their parts. Yeah, well, they definitely are. They're, they're shutting down services. They're doing all kinds of things. I mean, it was interesting. I, you know, and Lindsey Graham got crucified for saying somebody ought to take Putin out. It's just that everybody said it or thought, everybody thought it. Nobody said it out loud. Okay, and in my that, humble opinion, if... If, yeah, this this has nothing to do with politics, but if you're an ambassador, you make the comments. If you're not right. an ambassador, he has a lot of weight in the world, and for him to say that, that could be the turning point of something. That, yeah, he that should, could have been something have that. that should have could have ticked off Putin to do something dumb. Yeah, so I, I yeah, agree. It was not for him. You know, we always say it's not your story, or at least I say it's not your story to tell. It wasn't his business. Um, But what was interesting, it was a crazy thing. Apple has disabled and Google disabled live maps in Russia, which makes it even harder for people who around the world rely on Google Maps. Right, right. And we're going to talk a little bit. It's a tough one, I got to say. We're going to talk a little bit later about uh, the DDoS attacks and the phishing and God knows what's going on right now. So it's a little bit more yeah. of, of of that. And yeah, one you know, of the well, I thought I was going to say one of the better stories I thought is that uh, Ukraine Airbnbs are uh, getting bookings uh, in an effort to get money to residents and put them up in housing. So you know they're running Airbnbs, but they're giving them to the people in uh, in the Ukraine. So they have housing where, as they're fleeing. I think that's just a, that's a great story. Well, um, that's weird. So that story just disappeared off my page. Um, oh, but I think uh, it came up, and and it's it's amazing because it came up so quickly about the Airbnbs, and it spread like wildfire on the internet to do this. And there was a story on uh, from CNN that uh, was just published. And what people are doing is they're going on Airbnb and they are booking nights at Airbnbs. And on March 2nd and March 3rd, guests from around the world book more than 61,000 nights in the Ukraine, which is huge. And they're leaving notes, no, I won't be going, but here I hope this helps you. 
Yeah. One person said he got 10 bookings in one day and he told his relatives and friends that he planned to use the money to help our people who need it at this time. And the thing about it is the Ukrainian hosts uh, on Airbnb, a lot of these people are pulling up arms just, you know, and this is a testament to oh, yeah. our, amend our amendment to the Constitution. Uh, during World War II, the people did not have arms to fight with. Right. Those were those were wiped out by the government early on. And these people have their guns and they're hunters and they live in forests and things like this. So they are picking up arms to fight the Russians and yeah. they're being incredibly effective. I, I saw a picture of people taking shelter in subway stations. That's exactly what my mother told me went on in London during the Blitz. People right. lived in the subway stations. Yeah, so it's just, it's just a it, terrible thing. If you, you know, want to help these people, the Airbnb rentals in the Ukraine are open. They are cheap. It's not like uh, you're, you're going to be paying a lot of money. And Airbnb is waiving the guest and the host fees, That's which great. is important. So, yeah. And Airbnb is also offering temporary housing in neighboring countries for up to 100,000 Ukrainians who are fleeing their country. And they're waiving the fees on that for the guest and the host. Yeah, that, yeah, that's great. I have to say one of the most touching things I've seen in a long time was, <clears throat> excuse me, was at the beginning of the State of the Union when they introduced the Ukrainian ambassador. And that, that 10, you know, 15 minutes was incredibly touching. And she's a kid. I mean, she looked like she was, you know, in her 20s. And uh, so it's a tough time. And, and our thoughts well, and our hopes and our prayers more, go out more to More importantly, if you go on Etsy, if anyone shops on Etsy, Ukrainian merchants say they're on Etsy. Yeah, they'll be on Etsy. But Etsy has asked them not to ship any goods. But people are still buying so that the money yeah. can go to the people in the Ukraine. And, and you're talking you're talking about the ambassador, which is charming because yes. ambassadors really aren't aren't all that important. But when you talk about the president of the Ukraine, who is oh, yeah. a comedian, he was a TV yeah. star, actor. Yeah. Yeah. an actor who played on TV, the president. Yeah, he it's really won funny. Dancing of the Stars in his country. Oh, that and I didn't is, know. Oh, that's great. Yeah, he won Dancing of the Stars. I saw that last awesome. night. And this is a human being that has stepped up for his people. Boy, you are and, not kidding. And amazing. And people who didn't like him because of his background. Now right. in now the Ukraine, they're, they're honestly uh, uh, behind him 100%. And you came up with something about Elon Musk and Starlink dishes. So yeah, what's going really, on there? Well, Elon Musk uh, apparently is concerned that Russia might target Starlink dishes in the Ukraine. You know, they shipped, I don't remember the number of uh, dishes that they shipped there, but they, but Elon shipped a whole bunch of uh, satellite dishes to the Ukraine so they yeah, could to get help internet them so service. they could talk to each other, yeah. right. Uh, you know, it helped connect the cities and do whatever. And he is concerned that they're going to target those um, those satellite dishes. And, and try, I don't know if they're going to shoot them down or, or, or knock them down. I, I'm not sure where or what. But, uh, you know, they orbit. They use uh, orbiting satellites to beam high-speed Internet uh, to users on Earth. And they're just a great method for people to get emergency services and things like that. So, uh, yeah, he's worried about that. I the don't Ukrainian know whether... Vice Prime Minister Mikhail Fedorov tweeted a photo to Mo, uh, to Elon 
showing a Starlink dish installed on a building's roof and thanking Elon Musk, SpaceX, SpaceX Starlink yeah. for helping yeah. these people out. This is a big deal. Technology is holding a big, big deal in this. Oh, and it is. Yeah. What blew me away this morning is I read last night, Elon said, now, this is something that was bothering me because I, I, we're, we're still buying oil from Russia. Yes. And, right. and that's approximately $5 billion a day that we're sending to Russia. And right. we're paying our bill. So it, it's like, I'm sorry, you know, I wasn't as entranced with the fact that in the State of the Union, we, we're still doing that. Elon Musk came out yesterday and said, hate to say it, but we need to increase oil and gas output immediately. Extraordinary yeah. times yeah. Ex demand extraordinary measures. Now, yeah, we, we should do. know, I know a lot of people in the oil industry. Oil that comes from Iran, Russia, and all those countries is not the clean oil that we send out in the United States. Right. It needs a lot more processing and has much more of a carbon footprint. So the fact that we are buying it still, when we have a country, and, and the prices are climbing like crazy, right? but we have a country that has such oil and gas all over, Louisiana, Montana, mm -hmm. Texas, Alaska, and we closed a pipeline? Really? Well, we don't want to get it. Yeah, let's not get into yeah, that now. But, but our, our point, it, my point here is we have the resources in our country. We have the technology in this country to output right. some clean energy. Yeah. And even yeah, Elon agrees. Yeah, that's it's interesting. Time. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, so, um, you know, again, moving on. Hard, hard not to talk about this, but let's move on to other things that are actually going on. Well, these aren't um, other things. There's a major increase in cybersecurity issues right. because of the Ukrainian thing. There's a huge rise in Russian VPN demand following right. the Ukraine invasion, and there's a huge yeah. rise in hacking. So oh, yeah, you, definitely. you had a story about that. Well, VPN, you know, uh, we, we've talked about using, Marsh has been using them for years. You know, and it, uh, why don't you explain what a VPN does? Okay. Now, to cut to the chase and keep this short without a long tirade on VPNs, right. which you will find all this information in my book, Android Smartphones for Seniors. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, available VPN, at all uh, books. Uh, right, at, at your local Amazon. Um, yeah. An important thing to remember I just came back from Europe, and using a VPN when you're on any public Wi-Fi system, and now they're saying even at your home to use a VPN. What a VPN does is you connect to your Wi-Fi, then you connect to the VPN. Your computer is then rerouted to a server in whatever country you select. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to connect to a VPN in England or in Buenos Aires or in Alaska, I could do it. And there's a lot of VPNs out there, and I want to warn everybody, you definitely get what you pay for when it comes to VPNs. Um, there's a lot of privacy issues because obviously all your data is going through their servers. Um, I will recommend one. I have nothing to do with this company. I pay them green money every year, ExpressVPN, and that's because their servers are in the Virgin Islands. And the Virgin Islands does not have the laws that a 
could cause them to have to turn over your information. So right. Malwarebytes, which I also use, came up with an excellent article, and I wanted to share some of the tip, security tips that they gave out yesterday. Okay, you with me, Mark? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, keep your operating system and apps up to date. Very important because there's security upgrades uh, all the time. Use a password manager or use unique passwords if you can because long passphrases that can't be found in a dictionary, it's just perfect. Write a list of crazy words. Use multi-factor authentication. And that is a bit much, and let me explain at least what two-factor authentication is. And that's when you log into one of your accounts from a new device that, no long, that does not have a cookie on it. A cookie is placed on your browser whenever you log into something, your browser or an app. And if someone tries to log into one of your accounts from an app or a browser that's never logged in before, they are asked to authenticate themselves. There are authentication apps from Google and Microsoft. And the least you can do is two-factor authentication, and that's where the business or whomever it is sends a code to your text messages that you have to type in to say, yes, this is me. That's really important. If you're installing new software, pay close attention to installation screens and license agreements. I know we hate to read this stuff, but just do not click yes unless you know what you're agreeing to. And no more, no more of the days of Napster. <laughs> you can't do it right. anymore. Avoid using P2P, peer-to-peer -peer file sharing. You just can't do it anymore. It's not safe. Use a browser-based content blocker. Um, I use Malwarebytes. There's one built right into that. I've Again, I pay for Malwarebytes. I use it constantly for years. It's kept me safe. Um, always think about what you're clicking on or reacting to unexpected messages that you see on your screen. Slow down um, because people are going to try and trick you, whether it's email, phone, messenger, or other applications. Be alert and on guard for someone trying to trick you into clicking on links or replying to messages. Never open unexpected attachments. Back up, back up, back up, and use privacy software. You just, yeah. you have to do this. No, very good idea. And uh, it keeps you safe and everybody's hacking into everything now. So you gotta be ultra careful about what you do. Well, even uh, so CNET imagine... had an article about that, right? Oh yeah, no, no you just have to be careful. So uh, imagine if you will, you're working out, you're running down the street or, you know, you're doing your five miles or whatever it is. You're checking your Fitbit uh, to see, you know, how you're doing. And suddenly you start to feel Kablooey. <laughs> yeah. Well, Fitbit apparently is carrying out a global recall of the Ionic smartwatch after they discovered that the battery can, oh yeah, overheat and cause severe burns. They had 115 reports with the U.S. and 59 internationally that the smartwatch battery overheated. So in total, they had 118 reports, uh, injury, burn injuries that were reported, with two reports of third-degree burns and four reports of second-degree burns. So they are advising everyone who owns the, one of the Fitbit Ionic uh, watches to immediately stop using the smartwatch. They will provide you with a prepaid package to return the device, 
They'll refund your $299, and then they'll give you a 40% discount on selected Fitbit products. So if you own one of these um, Ionic uh, smartwatches, the, I'll just give you the model numbers. You can Google just, you know, if you want to see it. But they all basically start with You can FB, give the colors. Yeah, FB03. That's, that's the starting. And then there's a bunch of numbers after that. So basically FB503, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's uh, blue burned, uh, burnt orange, charcoal, smoke gray, blue gray, silver gray, and then an Adidas uh, ink blue and ice gray, silver gray. So if you have any of those, you want to check their uh, Ionic website and don't use it anymore. Stop immediately. Stop using it because well, you, you know could, I think I mean, this God. is really a great proactive move. Yeah, because it let's is. face it. Um, how many quackabillions of these <laughs> Fitbit devices oh, have yeah. they sold? I mean, they've sold a ton. They've had oh, 115 yeah. reports within the U.S. of the yeah, battery overheat. Yeah, a huge amount. Yeah. Exactly. 118 burn injuries. Two reports of third. So, I mean, it's like not like they're exploding on everybody's wrists, but they are getting no. ahead of this. And this is responsible technology. Yeah. When you, yeah, you see job. an issue, you get ahead of it. And hey, bravo. You know, a company spokesman I, said that customer safety is their top priority. It's great that they did that. And as small as the number is, you don't want to be one of those 115 people or those five people or whatever it is that got third degree burns. That's not fun to have happen. So, well, uh, yeah, yeah, congratulations. I mean, remember, to them. Peloton had two voluntary yeah, recalls. Yeah, they did, so, yeah. I mean, voluntary recalls are a big deal. Yeah. And uh, they're very important that uh, they take care of these kind of things. So, who knows? Um, now, did you want to talk some more about the cyber threat? Because we talked well, a little bit about that. Well, I think I think we're we're kind of good on cyber threats. You just have to be really careful. I gave you the tips. Um, CNET says you you need to be using a VPN. Um, they're easy to set up. Honestly, you just download your app, and they a good quality one will just connect immediately. Um, like I said, use a brand name. Again, I use ExpressVPN. And this is the way you, you could, this is even important for phones, tablets, everything you're using. So when a government makes the move to censor online platforms, um, if you have a VPN, let's just say, if our government said you couldn't use these platforms, you could sign in to a server in the UK and it would appear to the website that you were from the UK, so you would be right. able to get the information. So this is a definitive uh, weapon for all of us to stay safe, and that's that's yeah. pretty much about it. I'm more excited about the fact about the uh, the uh, meta analysis about yeah. daily walking I mean, steps. I'm like excited well, about this. <laughs> I mean, this is interesting because we've all heard this. What turns out to be a bunch of crap that you needed to walk 10,000 <laughs> steps a day, you know, and now, we're, apparently you're going to say that well, to somebody next time they talk about their 10,000 steps, just say to them, that's a bunch of crap. That's a bunch of crap. I mean, it crap. really is, you know, it apparently grew out of a marketing campaign, uh, decades ago for a Japanese pedometer with no science whatsoever attached to it. Zero. So, uh, yeah, zero. So, but, so there uh, but was you, a study. you found an article. Yeah. There was a study that involved 50,000 people from four continents. I would say that that's a big enough group <laughs> to say that whatever they figured out makes sense, right? Wouldn't you? Right. 
I would hope so. I mean, that's enough people. And they did find that it really isn't necessary. Obviously, more steps a day are important, you know, yes. for your... And in the different groups, the lowest group step, the lowest step group, the people with the lowest steps were 3,500 3, steps. The second, 5,800. And the third, 7,800. And the fourth right. did 10,900 per day. Among right. the three higher active groups who got the more steps a day, there was a 40 to 53% lower risk of death compared to the lowest quatrile who walked fewer steps. So, I mean, everybody benefited. Walking is a great thing. It I is. mean, the, 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 the takeaway from this is more steps per day are better for your health. And the benefit in terms of mortality risk levels off at, wait for this, Around 6,000 to 8,000 yeah, for older adults exactly. and 8,000 to 10,000 for younger adults. Now, I got to right. tell you, when I was in my 20s, I was probably zooming around between eight and 10,000 every day. But now, yeah, not you so much. slow down as you get older. Right. No, I mean, but there's you know, a lot I, of stress. You know, saying, oh, yeah. I'm not getting my steps. I'm going to die. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. But, you know, you want to, I, I try to work out five to six days a week. Uh, I do about 40 minutes when I work out. I, uh, I do fast walk, used to run a lot. I don't run as much as I used to, but you know, fast walk and I do about two and a half miles a they day. They say, Mark, and, that fast walk is better for you than running. Yeah. Running yeah, is it, not it is. good for your body. No, it's not good for your knees and your, your uh, legs right. and such. So, you know, get yourself a treadmill or go outside. You know, the, uh, the funny thing is I used to run in the neighborhood or walk in the neighborhood and then it gets to be summer and where we live, where Marsh and I live, it could be 110 in the summer. You know, yeah, unless you're going to walk, at, <laughs> yeah, unless you're going to walk at four in the morning, you can't really do that. So when the pandemic started, I started, I started walking outside and then it got hot and I've had a treadmill. I bought one, you know, kind of a gym quality treadmill like 10 years ago and hadn't used it in years. Now I'm on the treadmill every day and yeah. it's easy. I watch TV. I watch game shows. We'll talk about trivia a little bit later. So, you know, that's, that's, cool. uh, yeah. that, that's a good way to do that. And, so and staying you active up. is so important. But in other yeah. words, the whole moral of this story is it's been proven, case closed. Do not stress yourself. Just do the most that you can. Right. And the better you can do, the better it is for you. Uh, the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you and I actually found the same story, which was kind of an interesting story at the... Uh, Mobile World Congress uh, 2022, they came out with what were some pretty weird items that actually had come out. Uh, they can't, I, I, I'm not even sure what I, what I think about this. It's the Go Sleep Air Purified Wireless Charger Bluetooth Speaker Mood Light All-in-One. None of all that in matters, one. right, of course. That, right, yeah, no, that, it's all-in-one. Yeah, one. who cares? <laughs> all-in-one, yeah. Uh, the Sleep Air is, is to induce drowsiness as the main feature. It has some kind of concoction of uh, a pillow spray, a light level of CO2, which is carbon dioxide. And, uh, you know, the, and the example they use, which kind of frightens me, uh, ever feel drowsy in a closed corner in a crowded classroom? It's because of the CO2. It almost reminds me of, you know, if you're going to off yourself, you might go in the garage and lock right. yourself they, in the exactly. car running. You know, uh, right. and apparently higher levels of CO2 than normal in the air uh, have these situations. So they've come up with this device that affects you to, you know, help you get sleepy. I'm not sure I want this kind of stuff in my bedroom 
you know, shooting out some <laughs> levels of CO2, uh, using a CO2 cartridge. So I sleep better. I just, I don't know. What about you? I, I just don't think I want that in the uh, house. Well, as, as someone who, uh, just flew a 12 hour flight with a mask on twice. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, honestly, it wasn't that bad, but I'm sure I did have higher levels of CO2 just because I wore a mask. Um, yeah, yeah, and I slept better, but <laughs> but I couldn't wait to get it off and breathe the fresh, deep oxygen. Um, oxygen feels good. Deep breaths are good. Every night I practice deep breathing. It's important to get lots of oxygen. So I say thumbs down on <laughs> this new yeah. technology. I- and, and no. <laughs> no, I mean, the uh, high levels of CO2 can cause permanent brain damage lead to comas, or you could even die from it. So, you know, take a sleeping pill. I mean, those aren't so great for you either, by the way, but I I think I'd rather do that than have some kind of electronic device and having me wonder every morning, am I going to, yeah, I wonder if I'm going to wake up in the morning. So uh, that was one of the weirder stories. Okay, one one thing I have to tell you, and and I do not have the numbers right on this, so, you know, in, in general, the air in an airplane recircle recycles completely every three minutes several times yeah. because they have HEPA engines and and it's part of what makes the plane do its thing so I think having the mask on the plane I, I don't know I guess flight attendants do not want diseased people sneezing on them and hey I, I'm all for that I stand behind you on that but as far as your safety right. on a plane I think you're pretty safe Unless someone sneezes oh, in yeah, your face, no, I, that, that, and, then, and then you're yeah, screwed. I don't know. You're right. No, I wouldn't be <laughs> concerned about doing it on a plane, but I wouldn't want to have it in my bedroom every night. And, and you know, and it's kind of like playing, no. uh, 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 what is it called? I hate to say Russian roulette, but with the, you know, with the gun where they put one bullet in and they keep shooting you until the actual bullet comes. Uh, that seems what it kind of looks like to me, that you don't want to uh, have that kind of device in your bedroom. But. You know, that's technology. I wouldn't panic, Mark. Uh, um, I, I, I don't. I don't even think the thing probably works anyway. <laughs> yeah, or or it'll ever actually hit the market. You know, we've talked right. about so many stories during the year of devices that we see at CES. Yeah, we'll be out in January. Yeah, January uh-huh. of what decade? You know, so. Uh, but this was wait, an interesting wait, wait, story. wait! You just mentioned yeah. that. I read recently yeah. about the. Remember that Russian phone that we saw years ago called the Yota phone which was e-ink. Do you remember? Kind of, it yeah. wasn't color. It was black and white. It had a screen on the front, a screen on the back, and it never came to market. It was a Russian startup, right. not the Russian government. And it was right. a very cool phone. Well, it seems at Mobile World Congress this year, there's been a resurgence in the use of e-ink because it's a lot greener, uses a lot less electricity. So yeah. that little company way back, that must have been t- almost 10 years ago, was on top of things. So look for a resurgence in e-ink and that's black and white images. Very easy to read. Yeah, they so, are. They work right. Yeah. Um, all right. So I found a story about Samsung and then you found Samsung's response. So I'll give you the story. Then you can talk about Samsung's response. Uh, Samsung's game optimization service apparently imposes performance limits on some of the galaxy phones, but it's not only limited to games. It includes software and, and other kinds of services. Samsung apparently has triggered an internal investigation after it was, they triggered after they got caught, 
after they were accused of throttling the performance of 10,000 apps on smart zone. Phones. Oh my dear. Oh. 10, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Game deal. servicing. Yeah. It's called the GOS. Uh, the list of apps subject to performance limitations were uploaded to a spreadsheet by Metafire. Uh, and they included things like, oh, let's see. No, these aren't things that anybody uses. Netflix, TikTok, Microsoft Office, even some of their own apps, which were Samsung but, Cloud. But, but let's, let's back up one second here. Netflix, as long as you're getting your stream, we've talked about this on the show. Right. What do you, you did it with five megabits per second. Oh, I did. Absolutely. So you don't yeah. need to be burning up your phone. So there's that. And Microsoft Office, how fast can you do a spreadsheet? I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. Oh, come on. That is true. You know. Yeah. But you don't, you know, you don't want to see this kind of stuff. I mean. It, well, but the thing is, remember, decision. remember that Samsung had the blowing up phone. If you remember. Right. did wasn't oh, allowed on planes the note and right. i personally think that whether heat is dissipated or not it can be damaging to the components inside the phone so oh, absolutely we you know that's what samsung finally said that it was a heat issue but again like i just said on those programs do, do you really you know maybe if you're playing online games with your phone with somebody else Okay, you might need it. But then again, if the phone and this company is already gun shy of having overheating issues, right? I could I could see it. What could I say? You know, they I mean, don't could, sell you, these phones as a gaming phone. <laughs> no, they don't, but a lot of people do use gaming. I mean the, the areas that you would use it for as you one is of course as you just said gaming. The other thing about using streaming services and as Marcia said for years I had a 5 megabit service and I was able to download uh, and use a uh, stream from Netflix, but you can't get high uh, quality audio video in a slow connection. So if you want a 4K connection on your, well, you know, most of the phones can support that kind of quality. You know, of, I have uh, never watched 4K. I think I did once. Really? And I went, yeah, I looked at it once. I said, fine, I don't have to burn the bandwidth. I, it's not important to me. So I well, don't use it. I will tell you that when I got my new TV last year, which is a uh, LG um, LCD, LCD, is that what I got? Uh, it, it's staggering when I watch things in 4K. My wife, who doesn't care at all about that, I had her, I made her come in the room and say, whoa, look at that pretty flower. You know, I mean, she, even her, she noticed that uh, there's a huge difference in 4K. So for me, I, I don't care about sound so much, but the video is important to me. So that's where you need high-speed uh, downloading if you are getting 4K in that kind of, or HD service. Yeah, and if you care. Yeah, and if but you care, thank, yeah, because a lot of people don't thank, care. Yeah, thank goodness you can still watch good TV without it. Yep, yep. So what's I your mean, buy my of wife the week? Watches, that, oh. oh, okay, well, we can go to that, yeah. Uh, it is now the time where we search the planet, the universe, and actually Dell Technologies for the buy of the week. Thank you, Paul. Uh, if you're a gamer, or even if you're not a gamer, this is a really nice laptop. It uh, comes from Dell. It's a G15 gaming laptop. Uh, it's a 15.6-inch screen, 10th generation Intel Core processor. comes with an NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3050 Ti graphics card. Uh, comes with what they call game shift technology. So uh, kind of designed as a, as a computer, gaming computer. comes with 512 gigabytes which may or may not be enough 
internal storage when you're gaming because games do take up a lot of space uh, on your computer. Uh, it's got Windows 11 Home, and it's a very, very high-quality laptop. Eight, me- uh, eight gigs of memory, DDR4 memory. It's got, of course, all the bells and whistles that you would normally expect from that. And this is available. This normally sells for $1,218 on the Gel website. They have a deal going on right now. You can get it for $749.99, which is a pretty remarkable price. You save almost $500 on this thing. And uh, I'm using right now a Dell laptop. laptop. I know, Marcia, you have Dell, and they've worked very well through the years. So if you're looking for a nice laptop at a really good price, it's protect. Uh, it's the G15 gaming laptop from Dell, uh, 15.6 inch and, uh, available at seven forty nine ninety nine. If you want to customize it with other things, they'll let you do that. All you got to do is pay a little bit more money. Uh, and that and, is our buy of the week. And to add to that, when you're going to buy a laptop or something, I always recommend that you go to Reddit and there is a Dell forum on Reddit and you can see, again, we were talking about heating issues. You can check which models do have heating issues, which models don't have heating issues, because the guys and the girls on Reddit, or and everybody on Reddit, oh, I'm not anybody on Reddit, they're really smart people, and yeah. they stress test their computers, and these people are going to have the real story for you. Again, like I always say, don't rely on commercials, don't rely on commissioned salespeople, do your own right. research. Yeah, no, Reddit's great. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of good things on there. Uh, so you found out about, uh, there's apparently Android's got some new internet quick settings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, actually, yeah. Android always had quick settings, but now they have new quick settings. And, you know, I kind of look at all of this and say, oh, it's all cosmetic. Well, pretty much, yeah, it is cosmetic. So on Android 12, if you swipe down and swipe down again, and by the way, in my Android smartphones for seniors, there's a whole area talking about this <laughs> available at Amazon. Um, you can swipe right. You can swipe down and you get the quick settings, but now they can be toggled or and modified, and now they look prettier. Which, <laughs> let's face it, we we want things to look good. We've always said that. So you see the quick right. setting tiles lined up. You can rearrange them. You can customize them. You can change their colors. You know, in other words, now it's not just a little airplane. It actually says airplane mode. Oh, cool. And, you know, and when it says internet, and now that you don't have to go into the settings for internet, it's right there in the quick settings. So you can disable Mm -hmm. Wi-Fi or cellular service just by tapping your screen. You can customize Wi-Fi settings from the internet tile, which I don't know about on iPhones, but you couldn't do that before you had to go into settings. You can also share your Wi-Fi, and this is cool, by just tapping on something takes you to network details, and it will generate a QR code that you hold up for somebody else to scan, and they can share your Wi-Fi just immediately. I think that is a very cool thing. Because have you ever yeah. shared Wi-Fi with someone? Sure. Okay, so you have to give them the code and you have to give them the password. But this way, it's tap, tap, scan. And it's very cool. So, And they're better looking. So to me, that's all that counts. <laughs> okay, so uh, I have always been a big trivia fan from the days of playing Trivial Pursuit 
and all those, you know, fun things. I watched the chase, which is this great show with, uh, all the, the winners of jeopardy and such. And I find that it's a great thing to do when you're sitting on the treadmill answering questions you don't have to think you're all not that supposed to, to sit on the treadmill mark you're supposed to walk oh, on not? the treadmill now. <laughs> maybe that's why i'm not i'm not getting any exercise i never thought of that uh, i just thought if you sat on it you get the same amount of exercise so uh so while you know while i'm on the treadmill i do this well netflix is apparently just announced that they're launching a brand new quiz show at the start of april the show is based on trivia crack which i don't believe i've ever played before although I've played a number of uh, internet trivia games and it'll be tired. Uh, it will be titled trivia quest and it will start on April 1st. Uh, a new episode of trivia quest will debut every day during April. You can get a preview of what it looks like. If you Google though, you can, there's an official trailer out on it. Uh, each episode of trivia quest will feature 24 questions, 12 in standard mode, 12 in hard mode. Uh, they're spread across all kinds of different categories that are sports and science and history. You know, all the usual ones, art, entertainment, geography, uh, although I refuse to do geography because my geography is terrible. Uh, each question has multiple choices, so you get four potential answers to choose from. And the idea, obviously, is to correctly answer the questions. And then there's a, it's kind of like in a video game format where you are trying to uh, free friends of this protagonist, Willie. Willie will task you with rescuing his, uh, the citizens of trivia land who've been captured and taken hostage by the knowledge hungry villain by the name of evil Rocky. So yeah, it looks yeah. like it'll be fun, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it looks like, and it should be interactive depending upon what device you're using. Um, it, you know, and you can TV choose whether it. you want to be interactive or not too. So right. that's important. Right. Exactly. Because you yeah. might, you know, I don't want to be playing against, uh, some, an 18-year-old genius from Stanford. I just, just know. <laughs> you know, I, it, it's so funny that you're saying that. This is, oh, probably 20 years ago when computers were, you know, just really kind of getting rolling. And I was playing, and I don't remember what game it was. So let's say it was tic-tac-toe, and whatever it was. It was probably more complex than that. And I was getting beat on a regular basis. But you could, you know, those days you could type to the person and talk to the person. And I said, hey, you know, you're doing a really good job. How old are you? And he said, eight. <laughs> Wait, what? Gotta go. Good talk. Gotta go. You know, so, uh, so that's kind of what you find sometimes when you're playing on the internet. You don't know, uh, you know how old the person is or uh, whatever. But anyway, that's coming up on April 1st. So if you like trivia, check it out on Netflix. Uh, you watching anything now? Uh, well, I was away for a week. And I, you ready? I did not yep. watch TV for a week. But the best thing I wow. did see, I, I stopped for a minute at a pub because they had the news yep. on. And I saw, saw news that I don't think was shown over here, and I just wanted to share it. So the Ukrainians early on were making Molotov cocktails, uh -huh. and they were shredding polystyrene in act like cheese shredders and pouring it yeah. in the bottles for the Molotov cocktails. And I turned to my cousin who's a member of, uh, hey, none of you know who he is, but he's a member of the SAS in Britain. And I asked why they were doing that. Mm. And they did it because then it's, oh, what was that stuff that they used in the Vietnam War that sticks to the skin? Uh, oh, orange, make, Asian it, orange. Well, no, it was something else, but whatever it was, yeah, it just napalm. makes it a, napalm, napalm, yes, it makes it a far deadlier yeah. Molotov cocktail. Now, right. from what I understand from people I spoke right. to over here, we didn't see that video over here, but I did see it over there. 
So there you go. Right. Yeah. That's Learning cool. moment. Yeah. Uh, some good movies look like they're coming out. Yeah. In 22. Uh, did you see Knives Out, which was with nope. Daniel Craig? It was kind of a monopoly, not monopoly. The What's the game? Uh, the game where Sergeant somebody with a hatchet in the blah, blah, blah. What do you call it? Clue. Clue. It was kind of a clue type. Yeah. It was kind of a clue type game. And, uh, and Daniel Craig's coming back into that. And he was great in that. Um, Hocus Pocus. Do you remember that? That came out yeah. with Bette Midler, yeah, yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. Well, they're coming back this year. That was a long time ago, 1993. And uh, that's coming back this year. And uh, it's it's amazing, cult. 1993. And yet the current pictures make it plastic surgery is alive yeah. and well. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, there's a Netflix uh, movie called Spiderhead coming out, which is Chris Hemsworth, about future uh, uh, prisoners and mind-altering drugs. Uh, and uh, Haley Berry takes on the moon, uh, Haley Berry takes on the moon in Moonfall. Uh, that's coming, uh, that's actually already, should be already out. It says February 4th. So some of these things are already out. Uh, have you watched Space Force yet? Uh, no, I haven't. And I hear our music in no. the background. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Well, that's it for us. Well, okay. Hey, well, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Have a good one and stay safe. Again, then Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen, find us on Twitter and tell your friends about the show if you've enjoyed it, because we love giving you the tech news every week. Have a great week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier, produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.